folks. This episode of I Learn Nothing is brought to you by Kurgis. I'm sure you're all sick of hearing about Kurgis, but you know what? I'm sick of your attitude. Kurgis makes incredible wool felt slippers that will make your feet feel like a million bucks. I love wearing my Kurgis, and I'm not just saying that because they're paying us. They're made with a process that's thousands of years old by an all-female art collective in Kyrgyzstan, and you can get them for a whopping 15% off by going to kyrgyz.com, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S.com, and using the promo code NOTHING in all caps. Think of all the amazing things you can do with the money you've saved. Go to a restaurant or consider seeing a movie. Your fate is in your own hands. Again, that's Kyrgyz.com, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S, in the promo code NOTHING in all caps. It's a great way to support the show. Plus, you'll think of us every single time your feet touch the ground. It's win-win. International. Bonjour, uh, monsieur et madame, at episode, I'm not even going to try it, 114. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> I don't know how to say 114 in French. Why not? <laughs> not even close. Because they, do you know how do they say 80, first of all? Oh, no. They what? say 420s. What? They say it's a uh, carte vente. Do the French not know about the number 80? Not really, no. They say quatre vingt, quatre vingt That's like that's like eighty one, eighty two. It's four. They say four twenties, one four twenties, two. But they they've been a civilization <laughs> that great? for so long. I just remembered that. I they've, just remembered that. Now, Ben, you could actually it's, say that, that <laughs> the, the French have been around since longer than the Americans, arguably. Arguably. We've, we've, we know about 80. We know about 80, and they don't. Hold on, real quick. Uh, this is 100, 114. <laughs> episode 114 of I Learned Nothing, a philosophy podcast for idiots. AKA right. 520s plus 14. <laughs> yeah. Fuck so you, let's, France. Let's get back to this. I literally just remembered that as I tried to say. I never I even <laughs> knew that was a thing. Yeah, because I, I, I took French for like a one year what? when I was like in middle school. And uh middle yeah, and they're like and they're like, yeah, there's so there's there's uh sixty, which is like uh what is it? Uh soixante or something like that. Soixante is is uh sixty. Uh Setanti is is like seventy, and then it's like instead of eighty, <laughs> which should just be like we d or something like that. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> carte vente, which is four twenties. That is the worst thing I've heard in a, in the new year. That is the that is the most upsetting. It's only thing. the third day too, bitch. Yeah, it's the third day. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ rose on the third day of the year, and yeah. we're sitting here no, talking about- No, on the two about... and ones Sorry, day. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. The, the, a lot of people don't realize On the one this. half plus, uh, plus two-fourths day. A lot of people don't realize, yeah, the King James Bible, uh, oddly enough, written in French. It's kind of strange. <laughs> I just remember that. Now I'm really pissed off. We know what's weird. Fuck is, you guys. Is that like the history? It's kind of like, funny, though, if they, if they were just like, maybe just like, let's just call it the 420. Yeah, just to annoy people. <laughs> uh, you know, the history of England, England and uh, France is bizarre. It's because like they've, they've like it's ruled fraught. each other over the years. Yeah, it's fraught with. Uh, I'd be so mad. With competitiveness and and mutual hatred. Yeah. Hatred. Well, Where's our leader? Well, he's like across that channel. What? Yeah. That sucks. Do you know they hated each other for so so hard and for so long that like they almost didn't like ally with each other in World War One? Really? They almost just like let each other get well, like it was England, you know, it's its own island. So sure. so it was just like, yeah, like we know like the French are sort of getting destroyed right now. And we're into it. And, and we're, but no, well, so they're like, we also like don't like the Germans. We're like, we should just like make sure the Germans don't fucking rearm themselves, which, yeah. uh, you know, pretty, pretty insightful at the time. Yeah, uh, kind of. They should have seen that coming. Probably. They wouldn't try once, but twice. <laughs> and the second time, way worse. They kept trying. Do you think they'll ever try again? Do you think there's people? Do you think let me ask you a serious question. I bet the Germans will try again. Do you think that if you ask a, if you ask all of the like, uh, like English centenarians in the world, uh, they'll all be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> them Tommy, them Jerry's will definitely dis- rearm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. I feel like um, do you think there's anyone in Germany right now who's like, I want to fucking start World War Three? Fuck these guys. Yeah, I bet there are. There's a lot of. Far I really right. actually bet there are. There's a big, <laughs> I guess, problem in Germany with like far right. Politics, which <laughs> which luckily we don't have to worry about. Yeah. But so it's like I it's feel not like, like it happens here. <laughs> no. But how could they do it? Like they'd have to have mad allies on their side. And I feel like it would be it would be the final straw. I feel like if they started or participated in World the War last III, time should have been the final straw. Though. I know, but I feel like if <laughs> if you do it three times in the span of a hundred years, like we, we, your country can't be a country anymore. I feel like if they do it again and they lose again, they're done. That's the thing, though. They hey, Germany, weren't a country for so long before that. They what? They weren't a country for a long time before that. Oh, they're kind of like Italy like that, right? Yeah. They... <laughs> no, they're exactly like Italy. Germany Same didn't language, exist. Same language, but no unification. Germany didn't exist. Germany as a country did not exist until 1870. That, I feel like that's too That's late. like almost 100 years before us. I feel like that's... So actually, Germany is a like newer country than, uh, than us. I feel like they waited too long. I, I, I feel like... <laughs> They shouldn't have ever been allowed to be one because it, I mean, 1870, Ben. 1870. That's so long. That's when Otto von Bismarck like unified like every, all the German-speaking territories hmm. into what is what we now call Germany. Otto von Bismarck. Otto von Bismarck. I know that name. I think. Yeah, he's very famous. Yeah, he's actually actually like the first guy to um, like take take on Machiavelli's like political theories and like apply them. Without any sort of like irony. Oh God! Really? <laughs> just being like, yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna do what he says. This is good advice. I'm just gonna do this. And then, and then he did. Wow. <laughs> and he made a country that started two world wars. Machiavelli. Yeah. Illuminati. All through your body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of body. What the fuck are you about to say? 
This is who we're you talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is actually a good word to uh, to kind of remind me of who we're talking about today. Oh, right. Because I almost forgot. I got so carried away with the Germany talk. Sure. Yeah. I know how you feel about the Germans. Well, Loud yeah. and proud. Well, fucking. <laughs> it's weird that we live in another country that's like very blatantly warmongering right now. Yeah, I guess we. Uh, we yeah. kinda, we're recording this episode on the day World War Three starts, I guess. Nah, that'd be fine. <laughs> What are know. they going to do? Think, do you think so? Yes. <laughs> I'm worried, man. Ben, this happens every year and a half. It's not cool that it does, though. <laughs> I know, but it does. And it's like everyone's... Although it does. It does happen every year and a half. Look, people... <laughs> things could get very bad, but I feel like, you know, we, we've had... We're like Nelson from The Simpsons. And it's like, yeah, as long as the series keeps going, we'll be the best bully. Yeah. But... <laughs> But someone's going to get mad. Yeah. Someone's going to snap. I just feel like we've had shit pointed at each other for a very long time. So, n- n- like, yeah, maybe Iran might want to try to fight, but who's going to join them? They're going to get owned. <laughs> Russia and China. No, they won't. Over this? They might. They, they might. For what? what? I don't know. What do they gain? Uh, just opposing us. Just getting us to stop. Well, whatever, dude. We're never going to stop. <laughs> yes, we're no, we're not. Hey, Russia <laughs> and China, we're not going to stop. Sorry. Uh. I'm not saying I agree with it, but there just can't be. No, we can't get into this right now. All right. So because <laughs> that's going to that's going to take me down a very, very deep hole. Yikes. <laughs> the Ben hole. Yeah, the Ben hole. Yeah, it's it's like a K hole. It's just basically just you you take a lot of K, but you're also Ben. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, geopolitics. Um, God, if we named our worst, episodes the worst K hole of all time, <laughs> if we named our episodes, I would want to call this one dot dot dot, and then you're Ben, yeah, <laughs> or and you're also Ben, whatever you said. Yeah, which just adds an entire an entire power of anxiety. Sure. <laughs> Speaking but, of anxiety, um... <laughs> so keep going. Okay, so. <laughs> Did you get tomatoes to put on top of your frozen pizza? <laughs> you did. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's actually kind of genius. That is that does sound pretty good. So so for reference, Vic just walked in <laughs> with a cornucopia of a feast. Yeah. <laughs> well, how could you not? Okay. I guarantee so, you a quarter of that stuff was stolen. All right. So what we so what? Okay. So let's start over. So <laughs> uh, today we're talking about in episode one fourteen, uh, we're talking about a very French fuck. Who also Good. is very obsessed with the notion of the body. All right. Okay. <laughs> His name is uh, Maurice Meloponti. Oh, no. How do these guys get their names? How do they look at themselves in the mirror? This guy looks at himself in the mirror a lot. Hey, my name is Ben Cholak. He's That's a pretty normal name. Pat Dean, normal name. Cholak you know? is not a normal name. No, it's not, but it's, at least <laughs> I know it. I've heard it for the last 20 years. So it's you haven't heard of Maurice Meloponti? No. Okay, so uh, you've heard of Maurice, right? Some people call me Maurice. Some people call me Space Cowboy. <laughs> ben, you're on fire with recognizing these these musical references. It's a new year and it's a new you. Because <laughs> I got one. You got two? No, you got oh, two, Oh, no, I dummy. got two. Okay, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually an improvement. Yeah, yeah that's, that's an improvement. Uh, <laughs> this guy we're talking about today, uh, he is a French philosopher. He's uh, born... In okay, <laughs> you want to hear how fucking French the town he grew up in was? Sure, <laughs> it's called uh, Rochefort-sur-Mer. What? <laughs> how do you spell that? 
R O C H E F O R T hyphen S U R hyphen M E R. Man, I'll no. tell you this. I Roche-Roche-Fort-Sumer. I feel like say what you want about Los Estados Unidos, as, uh-huh. as, as you refer to it. Um, I feel like our cities kind of, you know, the names kind of just get right to it. They, we just get to the point. Yeah, that's true. Stratford-upon-Avon. Strottingsdale-upon-Varshment. <laughs> is the exact same fucking grammatical composition. That's what I'm saying. It's, what? A, it's annoying. <laughs> Oh, you're saying, you're saying English, like yeah. American. Other English. countries, yeah. they do this shit where they'll have these long-ass names, and it's like, just get to it. Well, there is a town in New Mexico called Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Did you know Yeah, about but that? those were all... I do, feel... you know, do you know... Okay, this is actually way, way more American in the opposite <laughs> direction. Do you know why it was named that? No. Because that town, I forget what it was fucking called before that, there was this, like, um, there was a game show in the 1950s that had this contest that's like hey any like town that can like actually vote to change its name to the name of our uh <laughs> game show oh no gets to change its name to that or whatever and like this one town in new mexico was like yeah 500 of this voted 500 of us voted for us that's a 100 percent they all <laughs> like, voted they for all it. voted for it basically there was like 12 people in the town and what did they get they changed their name to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. But, like, did they get anything out of it? No, no, no. They just got that they name. They just thought it was a bit. They, they just thought, thought it was, it was awesome. Funny. Because they thought maybe they'd also get famous because this fucking game show was also super famous in the 1950s. That sucks so bad. But what would be the point? Like, like I don't know. Well, okay, great. Uh, oh, we, we named our town Jeopardy. All right. <laughs> what now? Jeopardy, Texas. What we'll do what is if Austin <laughs> changes name to Jeopardy, Texas. Yeah, all of Austin. Yeah, why not? It's our. It's like the eleventh most populous city in the world. Is it? <laughs> or really? not the world? No, sorry, the United States. Yeah, the United I was about, States. About to say, oh, holy guacamole. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking yeah. It's Berlin, Hong Kong, Austin, Austin Texas, Mexico City, yeah. <laughs> Maynard, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Waco, Texas. Well, like all the all the most populous cities, not all of them, but like in the in the list of those, like the top like ten or top twenty, there's like so many from Texas. Texas not, Pride, baby. Not really. El Paso is in of the country. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think said the world because oh, no. like half of them are from China now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they love it. China. China. <laughs> Say, there's something about China where they just they love hat. They just love. Having kids, they love having sex. I think is what it is. I think these guys are just sex crazed. There's a billion people there. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the same thing with crazed. India. They just love it, dude. They can't That's get enough. I'm saying that. Stop it. Why? They what? They don't like having sex. No, because everyone likes having sex. It's just that they just not don't everyone. have birth control. Not everyone. Every single person there loves it. There's something about it where you just start slamming them walls. That really gets slamming them walls. The good people of uh, of China and India just worked up. Worked up into a lather. <laughs> that was a wrong thing to say. <laughs> it was weird. It's okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing. 
So <laughs> let's kind of explain that. What? So why do people get so horned up? In China? No, it's just in general. In general? Let's move it away um, from regional descriptions. Well, probably uh, I would say it's a combination of several things. Uh-huh. Biology is yeah. probably a combination of stuff we're not even aware of. There's probably stuff that happens on like a like molecular level yeah. that we don't even know about. It's like that thing that you read about where it's like, you know, women are attracted to like men who smell like their dad or whatever, and it's like <laughs> I've never heard that. Yeah, that's the thing. Pheromones. I'm sure baby. that's. I'm sure that's fucking it's pheromones. Real. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's gross because it's, it's, we're all like half frogs, basically. Like we all have because we all have like all DNA. of our DNA is built up from all the shit that came before us, and sure. so like we literally came from monkeys, but like <laughs> monkeys came from lizards, lizards yeah. came from frogs, frogs came from fucking. Like fish and fish came from weird sponges yeah. at the bottom of the oceans. Yeah. So it was like we're all <laughs> sort of like secretly used to and obsessed with our with our like primordial smells. Yeah, that's what know? I'm saying. There's all kinds of weird stuff that, again, I'm not saying that, you know, like a lady we whiff some old spice and they're like, you know, hey, pull down them pants, fella. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's just like <laughs> it's, it has to be more subtle than that. Yeah, I, I can't live in a world where it's not. I, that is horrifying. No, me. it's not. It's actually not that much more <laughs> subtle than that. I just feel like uh, most so, of it is really just that. At the end of the day, so what gets what gets the Chinese so horned up is that <laughs> stop saying is stop talking about China. Why? Okay, <laughs> is that they? I, so that so it's stuff like that. So there is the weird. <laughs> there's the weird undertone of of human sexuality that I don't like thinking about. Yeah, and then there's it's a roiling ocean. Yeah, it's a roiling ocean that has been around for four billion years. And I, how do we stop it? We it's, it's going to keep going. How do we stop going. this ocean? It'll stop on its on its own. Yeah, and then that's what's crazy about about it. <laughs> nature. This is what's weird about yeah nature and like life. Yeah, you know <laughs> the thing about life, Ben. It it's it's it's. It's this weird drive. It's a will. Sure. To just get more and more complex. Right. In the face of, like... An uncaring uns- universe. Unsurmountable indifference. A, a Lovecraftian universe. Yeah. H.P. Lovecraft, he wasn't right about everything, like the racial stuff, but <laughs> he was right about that. He'd hit that right on the head. That guy hated being alive. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't And hate- other minority, minorities. <laughs> he hated them. There's, there's a few things that he hated. One was being alive. Sure. Two, black people. Yep, Three. not a fan. <laughs> he wrote a poem about the N-word. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he did. We, no, talked, he we talked about it on our Patreon. <laughs> we talked about H.P. Lovecraft. He wrote a poem. I don't remember- It was remember- about the N-word? Yeah, I think it was about the. I think it was called. Or is it about n words? No, it's literally called. This is the worst way. To, this is the worst fucking. It's, it's like on. <laughs> it's it's called like on the creation of you know fill in the blank. So uh. it's like the thing about him. Well, you know what's so weird about him is that like so much of his like his the stuff he wrote about was just yeah. like it was about the horrors of miscegenation. Like all these monsters are like these it's like, weird that, like part human part fish things. Was it's that very the strange. Ma- majority of his output? What the like racial stuff? Um, I don't know if it's the majority, but I will say that there's like weird like undertones to a lot of it. It's still weird that if it's like, God, like the things that are published now are just the ones that like, I feel like a a team of editors were like, we can't, we can't release this one. They didn't give a shit. 
Well, no, no, no. I know he didn't give a shit, but like the editors or whatever who were like, we can't just publish this guy saying the N word all yeah, the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we have to like, we can't publish this. This one's axed. Sure. Like this well, one. Well, can, yeah. If I mean, we make it, maybe spruce it up. I don't can, know if his famous <laughs> stuff have like racial slurs in it, but there's definitely like undertones to it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even if his <laughs> the stuff that was published. It still has like racial yeah, undertones. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Man. Imagine the stuff that was not published. <laughs> the stuff that they found and they go, we have to burn this. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine that stuff because it's probably really fucked up. <laughs> I mean, you just said he wrote a poem about the N word. <laughs> N is for the way you. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, man. I yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> but yeah, Lovecraft. I will say that the uncaring universe. He fucking he's right about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that is true. Okay. Thank you for bringing it back. Sure. <laughs> the uncaring universe. Yeah. So there's the, so back to the sexuality. So there's the under the the weird shit we don't, oh, we don't just, even think about yeah. the pheromones. There's the uh, like physical part of it where you 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 look at a hot babe and you go ooh la la. Yeah. Hey there, miss. Okay. How how do you feel like getting courted? <laughs> Dude, going back home to Northern Virginia, uh, which I did uh, over the yeah, we haven't over seen each other in a couple, in a couple nine weeks. week break from work. Yeah. My work just closes. Yeah, you, for like yeah, yeah you've weeks. been out for a while. I haven't done anything. It's been <laughs> fucking amazing. Um, so I went back there, and I always forget this until I go back to Northern Virginia. Uh-huh. How many beautiful Persian women there are in Northern Virginia. The Iranian population there is fucking... Yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. popping there. They They're love it. They're the Ethiopians. So yep. DC oh, is yeah, a, yeah. DC is has a lot of Ethiopian people in it. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a a veritable Byzantium of like different sure. ethnicities and shit, yeah. you know? Some, yeah. And so <laughs> it's always a pleasant surprise. Whenever I go home, I'll go home and I'll do like Christmas shopping and be like, what is up with this mall that I'm like, oh, right. We're in Northern Virginia. <laughs> oh, right. We're in a bazaar. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, well, that's so. Cool. You, so you, what happens is so you you, you see the, the hot Iranian woman that, 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 we're, that we're both so fond about. Uh-huh. Uh, and then so so it's it's the, the pheromones, the actual physical part of it. OK. And then I guess by physical, you, you mean visual. Yes. Right. Basically. You're and just then like, yeah, all right, that's tight. Maybe there's emotional. Maybe you're like. I feel love for this woman. Yeah. That I'm about to have sex with. <laughs> Hell yeah. If, if everything goes all right. <laughs> if everything goes okay, this yeah. woman, yeah. <laughs> who I'm in love with. Well, what about that? What do you mean? What were you going to say about it? Well, I think that that's the that's a third part of it or yeah, third a third part of the thing. A third part of it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that happens the end because <laughs> uh like how do you feel when that happens? I mean, like, how do I that, feel? Yeah. Um, you do feel something, right? Yeah. Cause I mean, you're not just thinking this. You're just not calculating. This is like, Oh, this is like someone who, Oh no, I don't yeah, take like, any of that account when I do yeah, it. Yeah. You're just I'm not, like, I'm not looking at a lady and I'm like, how about these like, pheromones? Yeah. <laughs> but how about this, Ben? Okay. What about <laughs> when you see a photo of a, of a pretty lady and you get a big old boner? Shouldn't that be physically impossible? Because there's no pheromones, <laughs> you can't smell anything. I've never well, met. No, I'm, I'm not arguing that the, that that pheromones are uh, like necessary. You're saying it's a hundred percent. If I'm understanding you correctly. No, did I say a hundred percent? No. 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> I never said one hundred percent. So no, I'm saying that these are all fucking cues that are taken in through the body, sure. through your body, right? Through your senses, my failing body. You're, yeah, but something that's not failing is your senses, right? You say you, for example, have twenty twenty vision, which you've bragged about like once, and I was so mad at you. Yeah, I have. I have. You have twenty twenty very vision. good vision. I can, uh, like I said, though, I think I said this the one time on the podcast where uh, it, it, if I'm on the stage in the Cap City like lounge or whatever, mm-hmm. I can see the clock even though the lights are in my face. That's I can see the fucking clock. bullshit, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm so fucking blind. It's my mutant power. Yeah. I can just see kind of good. <laughs> no, it's just, you're just like a, a human at the top of its form. I feel like I'm on top of my game right now, vision-wise. Yeah. Vision-wise? Yeah. I'm sure it'll go in the next couple of years, just like everything. <laughs> but You should eat carrots. Eat as many carrots as you can. I ate some carrots. No, eat more. I ate peas and carrots today. Okay, good. Eat more. Well, I'm Keep trying to, them. but you have to record this podcast. <laughs> I can't no, be sitting right here chomping on right fucking now. carrots. You have to eat a carrot right now. I'm trying to learn, and you've so far Vic, have taught me nothing. So Vic, far. get him a carrot. No, I'm not going to eat a raw <laughs> eat carrot. Eat a carrot. No. <laughs> no. It's all right. We'll keep talking, but you're going to have to eat a carrot in a minute. So keep going. So okay. <laughs> so this guy, Maurice Merleau-Ponty, oh, right? Right. he's the subject of episode 114. Uh Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm we pretty sure. We haven't talked about him at all. I know. <laughs> well, we kind of have. We've sort of circled around we it. We talked about the... Ooh, green pepper. Green pepper? Oh, Can no. you eat a green pepper by itself? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's... Uh... Yeah, you can. It's fi- It'll all be right. fine. You probably won't like it, though. He's not going to like it. Oh, no, it's just fine, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I always get this on pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you not recognize it uh, off of pizza? What? Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Oh, I'm not, I don't want. Okay. I don't want. I don't want your pizza. Okay. Basically, real quick, what this guy is uh, is is getting at. Okay. So oh, I know what he's con- getting at. A little more context, right? So this French as fuck fuck no. is. Uh, <laughs> um, he is one of the original like existentialists that people like think of uh, from that era of like the the like 1940s 1950s uh, France. Okay, so obviously <laughs> Maurice is French. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing that we've learned so far. Yeah, French. probably shot between us. And he's um, <laughs> and he is uh one of the crew that kind of hangs out with uh Jean Paul Sartre. Right, the googly-eyed motherfucker who's basically responsible for French existentialism. Uh, Simone de Beauvoir, his sometimes girlfriend. His uh, black girlfriend. His black girl. His black wife. I thought that it was. I thought, his, uh, yeah. His black wife. I thought she was Simone black. Simone de Beauvoir. Every time I saw that name, I assumed she was African American. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it's because it's because you thought she was from New Orleans. Oh no, yeah, I thought she was. This yeah, is my hypothesis. Orleans. It's because you see that name, you think someone f- with that name is from New Orleans, and then you also think someone who's from New Orleans with that kind of name is black. Well, look, like she's a jazz singer or something well, from the twenty. My thing is that if I see a French name, I, I don't necessarily go, "Oh, they're probably a black woman from New Orleans." But for some reason, <laughs> that name every time I heard it, I was like, 
I think I just <laughs> Simone de Beauvoir. I heard her name and saw a photo or something. I like the wrong photo and mixed them up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You definitely mixed them up. I don't know because she's white as fuck. I know. Well, I know she that looks now. so white. She's like Glenn Close white. It's the one thing I've learned from this podcast. Is that <laughs> she's emphatically not black. She's yeah. She's literally not black at all. Okay, so uh, oh, that, and then there's also uh, Albert Camus, right? Who? Albert Camus. Okay. Okay. You've heard of him, right? No. You've never heard of Albert Camus? How is it spelled? Albert Camus Camus. Oh, that guy? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's shit. That's just say Camus. Because it's not how his name's pronounced, but this is actually what's crazy. It is, is in this house. I'm just realizing how <laughs> there are so many like English speaking Americans or just Americans who don't know half of like <laughs> French people. Because they don't know how to pronounce their name. They don't know how to pronounce their name. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I'm telling you Camus, but his name is Camus. It's C-A-M-U-S. Yeah. Well, what's his problem? <laughs> well, he's also a, a, a French existentialist and an absurdist, um, <laughs> which is what he calls himself. He calls himself an absurdist, which is pretty that funny. That fucking sucks. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to be a weirdo, you can't tell people you're a weirdo. <laughs> oh, I'm the wacky dancing man. Fuck you. <laughs> Just let That's just do your really act. Good, I really do like that act. role. Yeah, because he it is it, it it does kind of like shut a lot of people up. I'm wacky Jim. Yeah, hey, I'm a, an absurdist. And it's I, like, I have a pogo fuck stick. You, shut up. Isn't this crazy? There's modern convenience, but I don't want a pogo stick. Okay, there's this line that Camus has. Camus, yes, Camus, uh, where Camus. he says, uh, and this kind of sort of encapsulates the whole idea of existentialism. Uh, especially like the 20th century version that the, these French fucks came up with. Yeah. All right. But it's basically like, you know, existence causes such anxiety and angst and yeah. uncertainty. So he says it like this. He goes, uh, <laughs> uh, should I kill myself or grab a cup of coffee? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Where is that from? This is Camus. Oh. This guy came up with this. That was like a Simpsons joke or something. No. <laughs> It could be a, 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 a what, an, what an absurdist. Yeah, he's an absurdist, but he's like he's like oh, this is what it's like uh, to be you know s- so absurd. <laughs> and it's like all right, fuck you. Yeah, I'm being we'll do, very absurd. We'll, we'll do an episode about Camus later. Sure, because he's got his own thing. This guy Merle Ponzi though, he's a little more um, sensuous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I know you meant that as a joke, but yeah, that's gross. Um, okay, no, this is where it, it's not as gross as you think it will be. But oh, it, man, it can I think be. I think it I got it nailed. <laughs> um, he's basically saying, okay, so the, his main thesis is that the primary route to knowledge is through the body. Fear. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I thought it was through fear. Well, it is through fear in a way because fear comes through the body, but like yeah, it does. The way the way we've kind of been taught since the Enlightenment has been to just think of like, oh, where do we get knowledge? Like, where do you get knowledge from? Where would you say is like the authority for knowledge? The authority for knowledge would probably be time. Time. Yes. Okay. Well, that's experience. Well, what about what would you say about science? You know how I feel about science. Well, I know you hate it, but yeah. like, would you trust a scientist if he says this is how this thing works? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, immediately. Yeah, I, I have. I don't like science, but I trust it. You trust science, okay? Sure. So you tr- just trust science and you blindly, say, which is probably not. Yeah, okay, the good. Best so that's a good point. 
Because like if I if if someone like literally probably didn't even have to show you any sort of credential could literally just wear a lab coat. Absolutely. <laughs> if he came in, if he walked in, he had a British with, accent. I'll with do a lab coat, you <laughs> he'd believe anything he said. I mean, he was like, "Hello, I'm a scientist, love. Could you ha- hand me a security card?" Yeah. I'd be it's like, like "Magic is real, and uh, none of this uh, will ever last." Yep, I, I'm I'm with <laughs> you. I'm into it. Because I know these guys are smarter than me. My thing is that I listen to people who are smarter than me about subjects. So if you're a scientist, I would assume you're somewhat familiar with science. You probably have a... Familiar? Yeah, you probably have like a a general (laughs) thing that you work on or whatever uh, aspect that that you're an expert on. But I feel like you probably know a lot of shit. So if you're going to talk about science, I'm going to listen to you. Okay. So, right. Instead That's why of what? I listen what? to you about philosophy. You don't, though. What do you mean? You don't. You don't. I feel like you I do. disrespect me so much <laughs> on this. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't care because it's funny, but like, you don't give a fuck about <laughs> what I know or what I claim <laughs> to know. Yeah, there is a healthy amount of just absolute disrespect. <laughs> yeah, there's just disdain. You don't give a shit about what I know. You know, oh, well, what if on. I started? What if I started doing this in a lab coat? Would you? Would you treat me differently? No, because you're I a philosopher. Bet you, I bet you would. Philosophers don't wear lab coats. They have tweed sweaters and drinking problems. Well, I got one, got of, one the of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing that I do believe in, though, is the good people at Kirgis, folks. Did you screw up this holiday? Did you get someone your love, your your assumed loved ones, the people you thought you loved, but, but know nothing about? Yeah. Did you get them the wrong gift? You probably <laughs> did, you idiot. I did. <laughs> did you? That rules. Well, yeah. So, folks, if you're like Ben and you don't know the people you love in the slightest and have no <laughs> idea what makes them happy, go ahead and bring that beautiful butt on over to Kyrgyz.com. K Y R. G I E S Dickin. Ben, what 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 the heck are Kurgis? Kurgis are I don't even know. S- mellifluous wow. slippers. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh you like that word, right? Yeah. Uh mellifluous slippers that uh will coat your entire feet in comfort as yes. if it were a warm liquid. Yes. A warm <laughs> liquid that you can wear on your terrible feet. Your feet your, te- it, your, your feet that frankly don't deserve it. No. No. None of us do. I will say that your your feet, just after the heart and the brain, are the, the most important body part, oh, and also boobs, that you could possibly have. So it goes brain, heart, heart breasts, and, <laughs> and Kirky slippers. So uh, things that let her literally let you move around. In. They're they they're gonna feel they're gonna feel great. It's a new year. Treat your feet better. Go to Kirkies.com, Use the uh, the promo code nothing in all caps. Fifteen percent off. All caps, nothing. Do you can it. use it as many times as you want. As and, and if you don't want to use it, then don't use it. But I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, there's no Doesn't, reason. There's, there's, no, there's no, no reason why you would not. So go to the website, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S. And they use the code. All right? All right. Okay? Just trying to give you a discount code, okay? We're trying to help you out. All right? All we've ever tried to do with this stupid show is is help you out. (laughs) Is help. (laughs) Yeah. We've done nothing wrong. I'm helping. All right. So, (laughs) um, where were we right before that? Um, You were talking some nonsense. I bet I was. About believe, believe in a scientist. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you want to believe a scientist? I want to. I don't know if I can though. Well, no, you 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 can and you do. You just admitted that you do no matter what, even if they're Under... saying the wrong things. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this is something that Merleau-Ponty is sort of fighting against because in the early 20th century, well into the mid 20th century, there's this problem with people taking the Enlightenment project too far and yes. believing science. Yes. Too much. I'm glad you to hear you say this. <laughs> why? Why do you say that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. So just the idea that I've had that thought in the back of my head, and I'm like, it's finally yeah, being what is your, what is your validated. Position, what is your position on the Enlightenment and its effect on the social and physical sciences? Uh, I think it's good, but, you know, sometimes too much of a good can be a bad thing. Caller number two, let's go. You sound, you sound like a quarterback being interviewed after a game, you know? It's like, you know, they came at us hard, and, you know, we came at them hard, but, uh, you know, in the end, I think science won. They just played a better game, you know? <laughs> okay sports sports for sure dude yeah man um or uh let's i'm gonna get a tattoo that says sports for sure <laughs> sports for sure dude well i know what my next <laughs> tattoo is gonna be what's that uh, a gravy boat with like steam coming off it, and underneath it, it says "Good Gravy." <laughs> I love gravy so much. And where it's time, you, where I are you need... gonna put it? Um, on my arm, probably. Okay. I don't know where exactly. You should get it so, um, so like when I want to show my muscles you, off. Yeah, when you when you flex, when flex, it like makes the spout look like it's like, like you know, pouring oh, out more that's gravy. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good idea, Ben. Ben yeah. Wednesday. There you go. Um, my sweet little cucky wucky, <laughs> my little piss boy, my little piss boy. <laughs> so, uh, this actually kind of relates pretty good to <laughs> uh, Merleau-Ponty's whole theories about the body, right? The body, the body, the body. Oh, um, I'm in love with your body. <laughs> you got a rocking body. It, so, okay. So his main insight. Or his main thesis is just basically, and, and it sort of goes against this idea of like scientism, which is what we just sort of discussed, sort of. Yeah. Uh, of like how we trust science a little too much about like the authority on knowledge. Because what's one thing that you know more than anything else? You're asking me? Yeah. Um, pussy. <laughs> no, I don't know. More than, any, than anyone else? Probably What's nothing. one thing that you know more than anything else? Oh, more than anyone else. More than anyone or anything else. Oh. Yeah. You know it you know it more than you know any other thing. Oh. And you know it more than anyone else knows it. Well, you know, I put this on Twitter uh, a few weeks ago and seemed like people agreed. The thing that I know the most about life mm -hmm. is that every Hispanic line cook <laughs> that exists in America is the funniest person you'll ever meet. Okay. Okay. Every white line cook He's a juggalo. I don't know why. <laughs> this is decades of work in the service industry. And every black line cook, a lot of times kind of quiet, but has a heart of gold. Okay. And those are the, the, those are the three things I know more than anything else. <laughs> that's just it, it, that's what it is. <laughs> that's it's not a bad thing. Really, it's just, no, it's, that's really profound. So how did you come about that? Just observing. Observing your yeah. experience. Yep. Okay. Um, do, would you say you came about those thoughts scientifically no okay <laughs> no not at all 
Okay, so that's sort of what he's saying. So he's sort of coming from this premise of how over the past 200 years, people have been, uh, like, asserting blindly that science is what assures the most like, comprehensive and most authoritative knowledge of all time. And he's saying, we're all fucking missing something. We're missing the fact that the things that you know the most are the things that you have just experienced yourself in your subjective life. And he's saying that this ignoring this aspect of life has been a huge mistake. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and so he tries to bring it back to that point of view. So, like, the fact that you know that these three races have these these three races. Ra- well, I know that you're the race scientist here. Yeah. <laughs> these three races have the same traits when applied to the same, like, social class. Any restaurant in America. Yeah. <laughs> Walk in. Right. Those dudes are going to make you laugh so hard. Nothing they say is fucking, oh, man, it rules. Wait, what are the white language? They're juggalos. They're all ju- yeah. juggalos. A lot of them have like like hatchet man tattoos. <laughs> These are people making your food, man. Juggalos and juggalos. black men with hearts of gold. Yeah. <laughs> and illegal immigrants who are the funniest people you'll ever meet in your yeah. entire life. Ben's cousins. Yeah. Roberto. <laughs> That's how we refer to them. That's how Trump <laughs> refers to a Hispanic people. Ben's cousins. Ben's cousins. In case you've been wondering what that meant it's about ben i don't know how the president somehow stumbled upon our podcast i could not tell you how and he's a big fan he's also a patreon subscriber yeah president donald trump donald j trump president of the united states the main man is a patreon subscriber so if it's good enough for the president of the united states i think it's good enough for you guys i think it's pretty good our patreon i i teach ben about stuff yeah what we did, and, and, over it gets, the, and it gets quicker to the point than this one does. <laughs> way quicker. Uh, well, because I'm not trying to sabotage the whole thing. So fucking over the break, I keep saying a break. I'm fucking 35 years old. So over yeah, my winter, over, over my breaks. Christmas break, uh, we record the Patreon. That is um, probably my 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 favorite. It's my favorite story of all time. We I got a oh, friend yeah. of mine to the record. Yeah, to to record a uh, a story about his sexual awakening in very late in life. Uh, <laughs> And I feel like what's interesting about that is that normally when you go, oh, I had a sexual awakening later on in life, it's like, oh, so you're like, you're gay and you didn't know it. And now you're coming to terms with it. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> he came to terms with his blunt heterosexuality at age 18. <laughs> it's a uh, blunt heterosexuality. We had to. It's such a way to put it because it is. It's just very. <laughs> Someone who I know too, who like he like is not gay. (laughs) There's no way he is. What does that have to do with anything? No. (laughs) But yeah, he's just blunt and about it, and it's very strange. Um, It's a really funny story. We had to use a a fake name, Norin Rad, which is the name of the Silver Surfer's real name. We say his real name like yeah, yeah, you blew it up anyway. Well, he didn't seem to care. So So, yeah, it's a very it's a very funny episode, but it's very graphic in in sexuality. So yeah, so subscribe now. Give us five dollars a month. Just five bucks. It's not that much. You can unsubscribe the next month. I, yeah, just do that. Yeah, you just do that. Download all. Yeah, because once yeah. you, oh, we're that's, banking. That's, we're banking on you forgetting to do that. That's a good grift. So what you but do like, is yeah. you, you you pay for one month. <laughs> you're like you're not going to remember this. You but download like, you can totally do that. Yeah. of the episodes that we have, and then you just say see ya. Yeah, you nice. can do that if you want to. You're a genius. Yeah, check this out. But then you won't get the next ones. <laughs> no, you won't get the next ones. I thought I had to sneeze. <laughs> 
There you go. <laughs> All right, so back to the body. All right, so the body. Back to your body. Um, so Merleau-Ponty has this... Your bronze caramel body. <laughs> uh, Merleau-Ponty basically has this um, conception of... Oh, first of all, he's he's um, inheriting a lot of this from uh, a continental tradition called, and we've discussed it before, phenomenology, right? Phenomenal. Yeah, it's phenomenology. Um, this was invented by this Jewish guy named Husserl, Edmund Husserl. Uh, his ideas were stolen by a Nazi prick named Martin Heidegger. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is I hate that. You, that's the one guy you remember. Well, yeah, of and course, he's the Nazi. <laughs> well, you know, that was the one. That was like probably the last episode that you chose, and it was just to spite me because you knew I hated him. Yeah. Um. So. Heidegger was a very actually brilliant person um, and a very, very smart philosopher, but he was also a fucking Nazi. uh, So he he does, in fact, suck. That's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad. But he did come up with some very interesting ideas. And one of them was relating to pizza for breakfast. That was him. No, it was pizza in the morning. <laughs> well, there was a big problem between uh, him. Pizza at lunchtime and pizza at supper time. Between him and Simone. Because when, when pizza is not Italian, you say supper all the time. Well, there was a big, there was a big, that was actually one of the big point of contentions between him and Simone uh, Bouvier, whatever her name was. <laughs> is because Simone Marge Bouvier. Because she was like, pizza in the morning and pizza in the evening. And he was yeah. like, what about pizza at supper time? And they were like, <laughs> and it would just be like, why do you have to fucking do this? It's my birthday. Why do you have to start <laughs> arguments? It's my fucking birthday, babe. Hey, babe. It's my fucking birthday. Hey, babe. <laughs> babe. And like I told you, I wasn't feeling good about it, babe. And now you got to throw this in my face? <laughs> Hi. I talk like this. I'm French. Like this now. <laughs> I'm a French man. Hi, I'm French. Hi, I'm black and I'm French. <laughs> All right, so... Um... <laughs> <clears throat> I can't believe I thought that. I wonder. I really wonder why that I don't got. Know my why head. either? I wonder who told me that. Well, no one told me. I think no the problem is that, that sometimes I do independent research, and sometimes I go, "Oh, it's kind of interesting." And then okay, I just so this is what's it. kind of interesting. How do you do independent research? Like, there's there's so many things that you know, right? That you, or that you think you know, that you believe. Sure. Right. Oh, there's a lot of stuff I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's that's what's up with everybody. Everybody thinks they know. You think you know, but you have no idea. <laughs> ben Cholock. What is the way? What is that? Philosophy. What? That's uh, MTV Diaries, baby. Oh, that's right, MTV Diaries. That one with Chris Rock, where he, he bought an edited Jay Z CD, and he went back to the store and was like so mad about it. It was really funny. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Well, that was part of it. He like bought a Jay Z <laughs> record. And it was edited. It was the edited version. He this was like, "What the fuck is this?" Complaining to a store. <laughs> like, why did you do that? Why did you let that happen? <laughs> Like, I feel like if, if, if I was working at a record store and Chris Rock came in and bought a Jay-Z record and it was, like, the edited version, I would absolutely say something. <laughs> I would just say, you know this is the edited version, right? And you'd say, oh, no, oh, I didn't. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I would like the other one, please. Thanks for your service. <laughs> Pat, okay. can you open for me on the road? Yeah, I can. <laughs> so, Chris Rock, I know you're listening. Take me on tour, motherfucker. That would be really funny. How funny would that be? It'd be so strange. <laughs> me and Chris Rock. It's like, yeah, it's me. It's me and the Civil War veteran, yep. Pat Dean. I wouldn't say a word to him the whole time. The whole tour. I'd be too intimidated to say anything. <laughs> we just wouldn't talk. Would you try to hang out? Um, 
Yeah, I probably would. And the first like two times we did, I would probably be in my head like crazy, but mm-hmm. I would try not to show it. I think eventually I would, but okay. You know, I would get too fucked just up. Just two and bus fuck mates, you know, <laughs> touring <laughs> bus mates. Yeah, we're gonna take a bus, bus and we're gonna tour the, the you the United States of America on a bus. Okay, a bus called Freedom. <laughs> I can't imagine him on a bus called Freedom. Yeah, why not? Be cool. I guess it would be cool, but Me like him, you know. <laughs> Chasing babes left and right, <laughs> having a great time together. I thought he was married. He was. Oh, he was. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, you uh, didn't know about that? No. Yeah. Are you making that up? No. He, okay. he he did this thing with Dave Chappelle where they were just going on stage together and talk, and Dave Chappelle was just like making fun of them for like we're getting divorced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Very strange. It's like ha ha, your family's broken. Yeah. <laughs> Very Jesus. interesting. Anyway. Um, so speaking of broken families, the French. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Maurice Merleau-Ponty he uh, ha- has this perspective on like how do we acquire knowledge and what is the most important source for knowledge? Okay, and probably this podcast. Probably this podcast, but um, no. What he basically says is that our our perception, our senses, our subjective sense of the world is where the primary source of knowledge should come from more or less not should but like it's where it does what he says is ultimately even all the scientific theories that we have they're only like adequate or they're only they only like help us out if they confirm or deny our just perception okay and when he says perception he means not only just like sight sound uh smell you know the five senses uh touch taste whatever he means umami. Umami. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I said I was going to tell that joke on stage. I never did. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably that's so. okay. <laughs> yeah, probably shouldn't. Oh, mommy. The worst joke ever. <laughs> you know how Japanese kid with umami? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's this guy. It's a Japanese guy who tasted something in Seattle, and then he got run over by a bus, and and, and flew into the Pacific Ocean. And the whole time he goes, oh, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> he ate a quesadilla for the first time. And he was like, what the fuck is this? Chicken and cheese? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so. <laughs> wait, what? Oh, yeah. So uh, t- taste sense. Okay. So it's not just the senses. It's not just the five senses. Um, but it's how you perceive the world like in action through your body. Right. Yes. And so you do that with like everything you do. Basically, with everything you do, you have to. Like everything you, it'd be madness if you didn't. Well, it would society yeah. would crumble, or or you would be a ghost, or there's also that. Yeah, like think of anything you've done without your body. Um. Dr- uh, well, What's no, one thing dreaming you... is your mind, but your mind is in your body. Yeah, because your brain. But like when you're dreaming, how do you, how know, do you imagine how do you yourself know that your mind? comes from your brain okay well that's a fucking great question thank you okay and that's one of the biggest ones that we've already addressed when oh. you weren't paying attention well <laughs> well never mind it well fuck me i well, guess how do, how do you know well that is, that's crazy that you're finally saying you're finally asking oh my god pat <laughs> well i'm learning you're finally asking a question yeah i'm, I'm learning stuff how does your Baby. mind what did you just ask how, how do does know your that mind your, come from your body your brain or your brain. Yeah. But you would say that your brain is your body. Your right? brain's a part of your body. Right. But it's 
if it's a part of your body, would you say it's your it's your body? Yes. It's like it's part of your body, so it's it's constituted as it belongs your body. to me, despite the fact I've done nothing to <laughs> to, to develop it or <laughs> or <laughs> or nurture it or keep it safe. I'm from just saying someone should have taken over my body years ago. <laughs> I would have given it away. I don't give a shit. But okay, well that's interesting. So if someone takes over your body, is that your body anymore? It's your body, but it's being controlled by somebody else. It's just like if if you drove my how, car. Okay, fine. But know? how does it still stay your body? Because it is. Because it's me, baby. Because it was? 24-7. It's because you learned everything with your body. You've already been with your body. Oh, dude. A few times today. That's the <laughs> so that's what's interesting, though, is that like jack when off. you say... <laughs> did you say jackpot? <laughs> no, I said jack it off. Oh, jackpot okay. <laughs> would be really funny, though. Jackpot. What if you said jackpot? Oh, jackpot! Uh, jackpot! <laughs> Gross. Oh, I don't, I don't like that you were... That was pretending I to do did the it. I barely thing. did it. <laughs> I know, but you did it like underneath the table, so I couldn't see. I was trying to hide it. It's like you got into character. You needed to get into character. <laughs> I knew a guy who could. Oh, not, I didn't know him, but I would see him a lot uh, at karaoke, where he could only sing karaoke if uh, sing if he was playing guitar. So we'd have to like pretend he was playing guitar. So he's doing he was doing air guitar. All it was very the time? strange. Yeah, and, I, and, and for a second I was like, "What's this guy's fucking deal?" And then someone's <laughs> like, "He needs to play guitar to be able to sing." I don't know how they knew that, but well, was he amazing at it? He was pretty good. Yeah, I remember yeah. he sang uh, uh, Coach Ice by uh, goddamn uh, Audio Slave. Coach Ice? Yeah, so I was like, Well, I've been walking on. That's what that I've song's name is? <laughs> and my name is Pat. And I'm in yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know the song. Yeah, I didn't know it was called Coach Ice. Yeah, it's named after a, a Native American person. Oh, like it would a, be. Like it's so something. weird that he was just like, like, oh, I'm the lead singer of. Oh no, I guess not. What? But, but it, it is the same band. It's just Rage Against the Machine. It's Rage Against the Machine with with Chris Cornell. With Chris Cornell. <laughs> That's what it should have been. Well, called. Rage Against the Machine, like 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 <laughs> the people, like the bandmates, love making supergroups because they did Audio Slave and then they did this other thing, which name I can't. It's called um, fucking Prophets of Rage, and it's and it's basically of the rhythm section of of rage. of rage, which is just everyone except the singer, and uh-huh. then it's like Chuck D and like. Cypress Hill, I think. I don't oh, know. I don't remember that. Yeah. I think. Did they just not like? Is, that, is Zach De La Rocha a, a shithead? Is he what? <laughs> is he a shithead? Do people I don't hate know. him? I've never heard. I mean, maybe. It Who sounds knows? like it because maybe. they keep making groups without him. Well, yeah, and they did break up. Like it's yeah. it's not like they were like we're gonna go on hiatus for a while and come. It back. sounds like Mars Volta, the first two guys in Mars Volta. Yeah, it's like everyone just hates them. And those so they two keep... dudes who formed Sparta. Yeah, and I believe one of those guys actually joined were... Mars Volta, didn't they? Or... No, they were both in. They were um, at the drive-in, but I think the they like too. switched. In, like, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> that's my little bit of music knowledge. Pattern against user violated. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember <laughs> nothing. <laughs> the gates of heaven. Remember? Yeah, I remember. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that fucking album blew my mind when I was 16. It was so tight. Is that how fucking recent it came it's out? It's old, dude. Th- that album came out in like 2000, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Anyway, okay, we can't keep talking about this. Relationship of Command. Yeah, that's a, it's a good fucking uh, album. Oh, All is right. it? Yeah, you literally just <laughs> fucking were singing it. <laughs> it's Dancing <laughs> on the corpse's ashes. What a way, Nesbro. 
fucking fell into the wishing well, wishing well, wishing well. Remember? Okay. Yeah. You're not even looking at me. I'm, okay. I'm air drumming. Ben's staring at his notes. He won't look at me while okay. I sing. While I pour my heart, while I fucking Stop. wear my heart in my sleeve with another man's lyrics. Okay. Let me, let me, let me read another man's lyrics. Okay. I just want to read the quote real quick because this is going to ground us a little bit. Okay. All right. Um, so there's this problem of, of how you try to transcend your own body, right? Because we live through our own bodies, right? And we can never, ever, ever live without them. No. Yeah, right? No matter how hard I might have tried in the past. Yeah. And no matter how what, what nonsense we believe, we will only live through our own bodies. I built a robot body to store my consciousness, but uh, I fucked up. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't work. Now all it does is if, if you pull a string, uh, it, they, they do lines from Home Alone. <laughs> so I have this giant. It's about nine it's foot your tall. Voice. That's the only. That's the only remnant <laughs> of your of your personality. Like you're you're dead. You're yeah. gone to the winds of chaos. Right. Right. Of course. But the only thing that survives is your My, voice. Yeah. Reciting Home Alone lines. Yeah, it's the robot body is almost ten feet tall. It's about nine and a half feet tall, and it has several <laughs> rocket launchers. But uh, I can't quite figure out how to integrate my brain into it yet. So so far, really, all it does is just do Home Alone lines. But I don't know. It's, what it's, if you die before you get there? It's cool to drag it out at parties. And okay. if I die before I get there, I don't know. You can have it. Okay, listen, listen to this quote real quick. All right, if you want to be a robot boy, like me. The act of transcendence whereby the subject is thrown open to the world, Whoa. runs away with itself, and we find ourselves in the presence of a nature which has no need to be perceived in order to exist. Wow. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> he has this thought, basically, of how... And he, he takes his cue from phenomenology and existentialism, Okay. But he's talking about how the subject, the way we live through our own bodies. Yes. Uh, it is thrown into the world, right? We're we're not we're not asked permission. I mean, you were, right? You 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 were you requested to be born. Yes, I'm but, the only person yeah. who asked to be born. But the rest of us never requested to be born. All right. So we're all born without our consent our consent we're basically raped into the world well that's a bit much but <laughs> i mean like that's kind of true no it's not yeah it is how how is it not how is it not yeah not like your parents were raped but that's, that's but in a way you were sort of raped not, by just letting okay, yourself in there let's move, i don't want to let's move on wait no no no, no we're going to talk about this because this no is we're fucking not yeah why not i don't know it makes you uncomfortable <laughs> this is the point yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, fine. Maybe maybe using the word rape is a little. Is yeah, a little you strong. fucking think so, stupid. <laughs> but it is a a, a non idiot. It's a non consensual violation. Sure. In a way. Okay, if Victoria agrees with it, then that <laughs> invalidates everything. Uh, listen. Look, I'm not saying it definitely is, but consider that possibility. I mean, do okay, you ever sure. feel like? Do you ever feel like? I mean, obviously, you're you aside because of this bit that we have, this where wacky you bit, asked to, to be born. The fan, but the fact bit. that we weren't ever asked to be born, right? Yeah, no, literally, we weren't asked to be born. You can also, There's you no can way. also kill yourself. If, if if it's so upsetting to you that you there born, you go that's, you just blow your brains that's out. That's where the fucking if it's so upsetting. That's where the existentialists are coming from. So they're saying the solution to life is death. No, it's not. They're saying. They're they're saying, it's not the solution. 
It's like what like if you were uh without consent thrown into the world. Yes. This is the term that that Merleau-Ponty says and also the term that Heidegger uses, which is it's thrown into the world. Um in in German it's something fucking ridiculous. Sure. Uh and in French it's also something that sounds too sexy to be said. Uh but well, yeah. <laughs> But you're thrown into the world. I believe in the, the Matrix, world. they said, speaking French is like wiping your ass with silk when you use uh, curse words. <laughs> Remember that scene? So, you know what's interesting? Wait, I forgot about that. That is an actual quote from the Matrix. Yeah, they say in the second one, <laughs> that guy, the Merovingian. Yeah. No, the, the Merovingian. Yeah. He goes, he goes he's <laughs> cursing, and for some reason, he's a robot with a French accent, because that makes sense, But he, or, or a program with a, with a French accent, and he's like... Yeah, they're a program he's cursing. with, sex, with the and French he's, accent. He starts cursing in French, and he says, yeah, it's like wiping your ass with silk. Well, you know, uh, I watched the opening <laughs> to The Matrix. It's funny that this, this came up, because I, I watched the opening to The Matrix t- this today, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Aaron Brooks mentioned it, so I watched it. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff in them. We didn't really dis- I don't. We did. We didn't go through. We did an episode about the first Matrix, but the rest of it is wild. Yeah, but it's we, wild. We, we did an episode about all the Matrixes, didn't we? Not three we watched ones. all three of them. It we was did one episode. Watch all three of them. But one we episode. Didn't. We watched all three. But so okay, the beginning of the Matrix, right? So there's um fucking like the first one. Yeah, what's her name? Carrie Ann Moss's character, Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. So Trinity, not not to be confused with the man. Who lived next to us when we first moved to Austin? Oh my God, I fucking forgot about that. That guy, guy was so crazy. Yeah. So that guy, one time we were just hanging out, and he like walked over, and he was like, <laughs> "Okay, this guy had a very weird, deep voice because one, like his voice changed after someone broke his jaw or something." Yeah, punched him so hard that his jaw broke off. Yeah, and of. so we were yeah. just like, I was just chilling inside, and I heard like a fight next door, and I was like, "Well, it's probably Trinity." And then like I walked outside, and he like walked over, and he was like, "Man." Oh, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> we were like, okay. <laughs> and he was one of those dudes where he was like uh like a like a white dude who would just like drop the the N bomb, but like in in but like the way I'm trying to find the right way to put this. The like way, as a like a like a a, a sort a wigger, of wigger, a W bomb. Sure. I don't know. It's like it like wasn't he was he, he didn't mean He wasn't it. talking about he hated black people. He was using He would it. just say like, "Oh, that that Sure, yeah, yeah. With so a soft A. Yeah. He he dropped it with a soft A. So he said it like 12 times and we are yeah. just like, "All right." <laughs> I don't know what to do. And so, yeah, truly ruled. But anyway, so um and then one of those girls that lived next door, her dad was like a senator or something, right? Who didn't believe Obama was born in America. Wait, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I remember the that. The, the opposite Alvin. Remember? Because remember yeah, Alvin? Yeah, no, not Alvin and his crazy-ass family. This is a different one. This was a woman. Alvin, re- we should also mention, was a World War II veteran. A he was Pearl, at Pearl Harbor, Harbor veteran. Yeah. <laughs> and his mother, like, didn't speak English. So yeah. he could ne- and, like, never taught him. Like, she, like, she, like, worked with reindeer or you something. You think Alvin, Alvin's dead now? Alvin's absolutely right? dead. It he has to be dead. I mean, I hope he's not, but I guarantee you he is. But anyway, he has the to point dead. is that, um, so Trinity is running around, okay, <laughs> in the beginning of this fucking movie, okay? She got her jaw broken. No. And so she uh, she runs into this, like, like these cops come by because they're like, I guess, there's a very weird thing that they never. Well, yeah, they're in, the, in an abandoned building, too, yeah, which so is like, they, why do they give a shit they so much? They didn't, like, follow up on this plot point, really. But, like, what happens is, at the beginning, like, there's these cops, and then, Agent Smith shows up and they're like, oh, you again. They clearly know him. The guy says his name and he's like, oh, yeah. shit, it's Agent Smith or whatever. And so they're talking and like clearly those are just normal humans. And so I don't know what like why it's a little confusing because the agents clearly have some sort of um, 
authority over these cops, and it's not explained why. Like, how do they do that without well, revealing who they are? No, they just make them think through the matrix that that they're just like um, like. FBI I guess, yeah, or, or something. something. Yeah, something like that. Like, but they anyway, just trick them. It's, it's which, just witchery. Yeah, which is which is beside the point. The point is that these cops show up to arrest... Oh, thank you for the pizza. The cops uh, arrive to arrest Trinity or whatever, and she just, like, kills them all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just, like, regular people <laughs> just doing their jobs? They kind like, of... Like, in the second movie... Or was that the second movie? Where, where they... The, the, no, the first movie. They get all it's those all guns, and they go into that, like... That um, uh, remember they go through the metal detector and they have like all those guns, yeah. And all the security guys are like, "Holy shit!" And they just blow them all away. They're all just normal people. Yeah. <laughs> They're just killing. <laughs> They're just killing people. <laughs> They're just murdering people. No, that's actually a really good point to bring up about the Matrix. So strange. They, they don't really address that at all. No. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure there's like a point where they say, "Well, yeah, well, they're just even though." They are still just regular people. They're also, as such, like, since they're engaging with the Matrix, they're instruments of the Matrix and therefore are expendable. And so... So funny. If it if it means, like, you have to take these people out for, like, the greater cause or whatever, then you can totally do it. Yeah. Which is a very, very bold ethical stance to take. I don't remember that being, like, discussed. Like, it's discussed on the internet a lot now with, like... I don't know if it's ex- discussed in a specific scene, but I think that's, like, the vibe it just tells you. But no, you. I mean, like... Like, when that movie came out, I think it's kind of interesting that none of us were, like... I'm sure some people, but, like, the... meat, Like, you know... Because we were, sh- like, 11 when it came out. Huh? Or no, I guess we were, like, 15 when it yeah. came out. Yeah, baby. Yeah. We were thinking then. So how do we wrap it? We're eating pizza now. How do, how yeah. do we wrap this up? Well, all right, I just have a couple more points left. Ah, I got to go to work, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, it'll take like five minutes. Mm. All right. Basically, this guy is is sort of trying to readdress this forgotten claim of about the Matrix. No, well, no. Well, actually, the Matrix kind of ventures into this a little bit. Huh? OK. Huh? Because. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because what is kind of the the theory behind the matrix? Like, what's the main problem behind the matrix? It's what's like, is the this problem? the life that we're living? Oh, sure, yeah. Or, or is it actually like something else? It's about us? thinking there's something wrong with the world, but you don't quite know what. Well, so this guy is sort of a major step into the argument of like, well, no, the matrix is real because that is what we're experiencing and why aren't we just saying that our experience is what counts as real why are we all and we've been assuming this for like thousands of years we've yeah. been assuming that there's something behind our experience that we don't have access to yes okay this guy is saying basically even if you want to say that there's something behind actually, it actually he's saying Regardless of what is behind this, like, veil of experience. What veil of ignorance. A veil of ignorance, which is, do you even know what that's fucking from? Sure. What? No, you know what? Never mind. We don't have time. We don't have time. We did an episode about it, actually. That's literally the title of the episode, too. That's probably why I remember it. (laughs) I remember topics, just not anything specific said about them okay let me finish this so you can get to work okay okay (laughs) so there is this veil of what we think is like the truth that lies behind what we experience 
What is yes. appearance? Behind the veil. Of experience, let's yes. say. Okay. What Merleau-Ponty is saying is that... Get rid of that veil, baby. I'm coming for it. No, you. no. He's not saying get rid of that veil. He's saying that no. veil doesn't exist. Hmm. The veil doesn't exist. There's no difference between what we claim is outside of our of our like realm of experience um, and what we actually do directly experience. He's basically saying that what we ex- directly experience is the only thing that we ever will know as concrete absolute knowledge the fact that we only express or only like understand it through our bodies right we we only understand this shit in terms of like human measures or or social dynamics or all this shit he says like ultimately that's that's where the real fucking shit all this fucking shit bro that that this is ultimately what grounds us and that science and so far as it's useful, it uh, can only ever be just like something that's compared to our like direct sense experience. And he's saying that basically this is all done through the instrument of our body, right? And that other knowledge, quote unquote, is different depending on the different bodies that experience it. So like fish like have a totally different understanding of reality than we do i would i would never want to know what a fish's view of reality is it's it it would be so strange well a fish probably would never want to know what the vision of reality is for a human why not can you imagine how overwhelmed it would be yeah it would would be be, very upset it would be it would be beyond upset especially because a fish would be Horrified if a fish if it saw what we saw. <laughs> if a fish got into took over my body, <laughs> it would be so freaked out because the, the Tim the cat it is wouldn't here. know what to do. Cats are the natural enemies of fish. So also one thing that we, I guess we haven't pointed out yet is that uh, directly behind Ben right now is a giant. Um, oh yeah, I don't even know how to explain what it is. A giant curtain <clears throat> with uh, Tim's fucking face on it. It is so big and it's. When I look at you, I think of Tim. It's infuriating. When you look at me? Yeah, because he's right behind well, you. I'm right behind. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture of it. So if a fish took took me over and had to live my life, I mean, it'd be very, it'd be very upset. I wouldn't know what to do. Well, so just to kind of tie Imagine it back a little bit. to a fish the importance of booking a comedy show. They'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you're like, look. And, you know, it's it's important to have well, just think about a how first group of people on there because there's different points of view they never considered. So it's very interesting. It's actually a very good thing to do. And then he would be like, what, what, what is comedy? I'm a fish. Yeah. How am I not dying right now? There's no water. He would definitely would run to the bathtub and turn yeah, on the shower. Like, how do you get your oxygen? Yeah, it'd be very, it'd be very upset. Be like, through my lungs. I breathe through my lungs. You'd be like, what? Where are my gills? How do I know English? Yeah. What what is this? What is what English? Is this? Why, uh, what why is you, this? What am I doing right now? Hey, I'm a fish. Why do you guys still have a Christmas tree up? It's January 3rd. How am I able to ask you a question? What the fuck is a question? Hey, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What's your problem? <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck you, Vic. <laughs> yeah, we have Google Home now. Yeah, well, so do I. So fuck oh, you. look at the fucking big man. Oh, look at the you fucking. Just said you look had at it. the Ivy Leaguer with his Google Home. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Google. 
Ben's a colonizer. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> it doesn't make sense in any context yeah. of this. Okay, look. What? Here's the thing. We can never colonize anything, really. Because the only thing we can colonize tell it is Twitter. our own bodies. Yeah. All right? Only our bodies can really tell us what to know, what we can know, how we should know. All right? And that's what's important. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I can agree with that. And yeah, ultimately, kinda... that's our only, our body, our, the exercise of our body, using our bodies so we, like, to the utmost of its potential, is the only way to fight against this confusion <laughs> and chaos and distress that we've been thrown into. Sure. By this rapist called existence. Yeah. <laughs> you hate the way I'm using the word rape. I don't like But that's it. what it is. Yeah. Because it's, it's non-consensual. Sure. We don't get a say in it. So we just have to deal with it. Yeah. We're constantly in a state of dealing with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Think and that's what he says. Snapping. Yeah. Yeah. And and Merleau-Ponty basically says that the best instrument to deal with it is your body, and that's how you know things. Hmm. And this shit that we call science, it's a good extension of our knowledge, but it's not knowledge in and of itself. This guy sounds jealous. Of what? Scientists. Maybe a little. Because they can prove shit, and he can't prove anything because he's a philosopher, and they prove nothing. They just bring up things that keep you awake at night, and they prove nothing. They solve nothing. They bring up a problem that you never considered, and then go, we'll see ya. Think about that. <laughs> Goodbye. You have a scientist I have pussies. tenure, so fuck you. Scientists are pussies. What? Because they can only solve problems that can be solved. Hmm. They don't try to solve problems that can't be solved. The most I'm going to do a Google search for the most muscular scientist in the world. And I'm going to tell him what you said. And he's going to beat your ass. What if you were like, what if your doctor was just so jacked? Like, what if you were getting heart surgery and then the doctor shows up and he's just like Hulkamania and he's just like, all right, brother, like I'm going to fix that heart. I would actually be really comforted. You think so? If like Stone Cold Steve Austin was my cardiologist. Yeah. I would be thrilled. (laughs) I would be Pat. I would be thrilled. Your heart ain't good. And that's the bottom line. Because Dr. Austin said so. <laughs> Dr. Austin. Yeah. Stephen Austin, MD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Is this the end? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess I kind of <laughs> like this guy. He raises a lot of interesting points. <laughs> this has been episode 114. Yeah. Of I Learned Nothing. Uh, Maurice Meloponti. Yeah. Oh, he died in 1961. Of what? A broken heart. Oh, man. He he was in his 50s when he died, though. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I used to think 50 was so old. That's that's what he thought, probably. Yeah. Then he died. Well, back then, it probably was old. Well, guess what he loved? Wait, no, it was the 60s. Guess what he loved? What? Cigarettes. He loved cigarettes, yeah. Did he smash? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They all smashed. All the French exes. Oh, if, I if forgot they're French, French. Yeah, yeah if they're yeah, French, yeah. they smash. The German ones, it's sort of up in the, the air. The Germans don't smash as much. <laughs> yeah, we talked Which about... It's really gross. We talk- it's like, ah, oh, man, of course you don't smash as much. We talked earlier about, uh, I believe your hypothesis is that the people of China and India are just more horny than other people. No, that was you. Like, Fuck you. That's why they have that's such a large population, but... Um, you I guess Germany you said frothing or something at some point. Yeah, I, I said it would work into a ladder. I don't know. <laughs> but Germany, I'm surprised they're still like around just because they seem like the most unsexual people on the face of the planet. Some of them. 
Yeah, but some of I them guess, are really sexual. But they're into like BDSM and all kinds of silly stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dude, the Germans? Are you kidding me? Like when, when Germany discovered the internet, it was over. They like had everything they ever wanted. Their yeah, that one guy ate a guy. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we should do a, a Patreon episode about that guy. Yeah, maybe. That whole thing? That must have been nuts. Yeah, that must have been truly nuts. Yeah. Um, truly not nuts. Yeah, that, that's what the cops said. This is nuts. <laughs> this is, yeah. He ate this a is, guy. Yeah, this is. What by, a weirdo. By definition, nuts. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, folks, we appreciate you listening. Uh, again, if you uh, have uh, the, the cache, you can go ahead and do cache. $5 a month for our Patreon. We have 83 episodes up, I think. We do have 83 uh, at this point. A bunch of different weird we topics. Have, we will have uh, a an EP. Uh <laughs> Oh yes, and I'm working on uh, the 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 Death Cab EP. Basically, we got enough Patreon subscribers that I had to record a uh, a Death Cab tribute. So I'm doing that this probably next week. So I don't know. We'll see. This is well, gonna be so bad. But anyway, uh, you I can can't f- wait to see this. Yeah, do that. Uh, go to kurgis.com, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S, Death Cab, and you can uh, use the promo code Nothing in all caps to go ahead and get 15 percent off of your order. Uh, but 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 social media, Benny boy. We're uh, well, on I'm tw- at Gristle Porn, G R I S E L P R N, and uh, <laughs> I'm at Pat Dean on Twitter. Uh, on uh, Instagram, P A T D E A N, P A T D E A N. Uh, at uh, on a uh, uh, goddamn uh Instagram, uh, Ben is Gristle Porn as well, G R I S E L P R N, and uh, I'm at Dean Man P. So you can follow us on there. I guess I'm trying not to be on. I got Twitter off of my phone. I oh, took Twitter you, you and off Facebook phone? off of my phone, but then I realized I need Facebook my phone for work, so I had to put it back on, much to my <laughs> chagrin. But the uh, the Twitter yeah. is the Twitter is, is off my phone, so I don't tweet as much. But okay. I probably, I mean, it's just all nonsense. He's probably gonna get back on in a second. No, no, no I mean, I'm on it on my computer. That's the thing. I use it. F- I do write jokes on it, but I just do it for my computer. I don't do it on my phone. It's actually probably good. Yeah, because I was looking at Twitter and being like, I want to kill all of these people. <laughs> Because everyone we know is mentally ill and very opinionated at the same time. It's really weird. So it's like you just see these 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 takes from people that make me. There was a. It's funny the the opposite of that. People who are mentally ill and not opinion. People who are not mentally ill and not opinionated. Yeah. They just don't post on. No, Twitter. they just fade through life. <laughs> this one. This they lady. They just handle their lives like grownups. This lady wrote something about like being in like a coffee shop. And a guy ordering tea, some kind of like Indian tea, and how it was like cultural appropriation or something. Oh, I remember that. You're yeah. in a coffee. Sh- you're in a tea shop. <laughs> Who gives a shit? That's what you're there Who for. Who gives a shit? I don't know this lady, <laughs> but I looked at her. T- I, lo- I looked at her Twitter, and I was like, "This is so bad." I will say this: there is, there. This is gonna make you laugh very hard. I know that you get mad when I do this. I'll tell you off the air. But there is one specific person that made me get off Twitter because I, I was, I was just, I, just getting too annoyed. Okay. I'll tell you about it afterward. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, follow us on there. Uh, Mer- a happy New Year from Cuck Nation. Um, I for- So we got a special request of a song to play at the end of, oh, of this, but okay. I don't remember what it is. So um, whatever well, song it is, that's that's what it is. Hey, it's Pat recording in the future. We figured out what song that was requested by our dear friend, Chapel Oats. So, Chapel, hey, this one's for you, brother. Well, it was all that I could do to keep from crying. 
her to call me Waylon Jennings. And you don't have to call me Charlie Price. And you don't have to call me Merle Haggard anymore. Steve Goodman wrote that song, and he told me it was the perfect country and western song. I wrote him back a letter, and I told him it was not the perfect country and western song because he hadn't said anything at all about mama, or trains, or trucks, or prison, or getting drunk. Well, he sat down and wrote another verse to the song, and he sent it to me, and after reading it, I realized that my friend had written the perfect country and western song, and I felt obliged to include it on this album. The last verse goes like this here. Well, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison, and I went to pick her up in the rain. She got robbed over by a damned old train And I'll hang around as long as you will let me And I never mind standing in the rain 
Oh, you thought we were done? You're an idiot.